0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to, uh, what are we going to call this? Jeez, uh, audio, audio, episode zero, audio test run, uh, one, attempt number two of the Frame and Perfect, uh, video movie review podcast. Great opening. I know. I, you, you, you put me on a time frame here and I'm like, uh.
1: Yeah, well I'm a little yeah, on the it, spot. I did, did. I, I Johnny I'm, on the spot here. I'm not gonna worry too much about it. We got a solid forty five minutes, yeah. I think. Uh but you know, w- when you're trying to do so many things, it's like I'm gonna do this, then I gotta go do this later, and we have our little our little spot right now, so we'll just there's take, a, a, take a, advantage of it. Yeah, no,
0: there's a there is a typical pattern and uh intro, I'm sure we will work up, but given the time frame and these fucking animals that live upstairs i'm uh, having a little bit of a hard time focusing on anything to make that smooth but this is cool we're it's gonna literally be animals yeah li- absolutely we're all animals i'd like to fuck one of them like an animal
1: no i was i i mean that they There literally are just a bunch of animals living up there and like rent paying rent yeah i don't know why they allow it here You know,
0: it's weird. Hey, listen, listen, buddy. Anyone can pay the pet rent, even the pets,
1: if you know what I mean. I mean, it's a chimp on skates, how close to human you need to get, you know.
0: (laughs) It's the, uh, the, uh, the unfunded but still very real sequel to Dunstan Checks In. Dunstan Moves In, upstairs, in your apartment, Zach. So we watched a movie. God, did we? Jesus Christ, it felt like some kind of fucking walking dream. Like this is this <laughs> this entire thing was like I I don't even know, man. It's like you
1: put several movies together. Yeah, it was called Cherry 2000. It's it was a dream of several movies at once. It's a late 80s movie that feels like a late 70s movie. It was
0: a mid 80s movie that got released <laughs> in the 70s and it doesn't feel like it belongs anywhere. Like this is a this was a 1980, filmed and produced in 1985, released in yeah. 1988. Right. Uh, post-apocalyptic
1: adventure romance? Well, it, it, the first half, well, not even the first half, about the first third of it seems Blade Runner-esque because it's like CD bars and, and stuff, but it's cyberpunk-y. But, but it starts to turn into like a western, and then it just goes full-on kind of desert Post-apocalyptic, and then it stays that way, I guess, for the rest of the film. What did
0: we say? It was equal parts weird science, Mad Max, and what was that and other Bl- one? And Blade Runner. In Blade um, Runner,
1: the lead gal is very Fifth Element looking. It's with extremely. Her so let's let, let's let's start at the yeah. beginning here.
0: This is Cherry Two Thousand. Yeah, and this yeah. opens up um, with Tim Thomerson's in it. Tim, uh, okay, you you were having just the greatest time laughing at these real human people and their real human names
1: there's some silly names in the credits a like lot of alliteration. Tim, Tim
0: Thomerson is a respected B list actor I'll have you know um and uh with, with Melanie Griffith and um David Andrews are our leads here in this and we get a very very sexy
1: opening a very tame yeah. a very tame safe for TV sex opening and, it, and it's actually a really kind of fun twist. It throws you off with some very stilted dialogue and some very weird performances, and then like we find out uh, because Sam Treadwell from Anaheim, oh, real, okay. <laughs> we'll get that into that in we'll a second. He really wants to fuck this lady uh, while the washing machine You're, sputters. You are, you were already, we are already. It just sputters out lots of bubbles. It's it's supposed to be sexy, but whenever I see people uh, doing the sex and there's like soap or soapy substances involved, I just imagine stung eyes, and it, and it really is not
0: hot to me. No, it's so let's 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 we, we got to set up this world because the movie sure as shit didn't really. So like <laughs> I feel like we need to honor this just for my own sanity. He doesn't
1: barely tells it's you barely.
0: Enough. No, so it's it's. Anaheim which they don't tell you we find that out secondhand again from yeah. Sam Treadwell. I was giving it too much credit. Absolutely too much credit. Um so we do this title sequence and there's a very very several promises made for the promise of boobs but nothing of the sort not, not, ne'er even a side God, boob. We
1: got disappointed several times by what might what almost was a boob shot. We
0: barely even like I will ugh. I'll, we we'll get into it because it's it's. And there's several attractive women. What in this we movie. actually got was the biggest ripoff. Yeah. But we go in and then if this is Anaheim in 2017, and uh, it's apparently some kind of. It's a fairly benign kind of post apocalypse because it's the the, for you walk in and it is very Blade Runner inside Anaheim. It's just like they seem
1: to be doing well,
0: some kind of recycling based apocalypse. And I'm like, you know what? We could probably stand to have one of these. There's people actually lining up. There's commercials on the TV telling people to like don't throw it away. See what you can. People make.
1: look clean and have like nice clothes. It's a relatively driving cars that look pretty good.
0: It's got the one thing going where it's got that weird retro element going on where everything is a bizarre throwback to the 1960s
1: like that there is yeah there's some 60s like set design and some of the interior almost in that
0: stepford wives kind of way which you know that 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 becomes a theme throughout but it's this it's this weird future and we see sam sam treadwell from anaheim Uh, roll into his it's he parks on his lawn it's like an astroturf lawn
1: okay i love that very
0: future 50s look kind of thing
1: i love that shot by the way because it's just a nice um kind of composited shot where they probably i guess they threw in like a matte painting or maybe some miniatures and you just see it for a few seconds but those kind of shots uh are really good for for setting up a movie and, and immersing you, but it doesn't work. Well, it's like because like, it, it, I'm immersed at first, and then the movie kind of gets well. You weird have and dull.
0: what you have on set in the, yeah. in the in the front of the shot is this weird '50s throwback, almost Edward Scissorhands kind of world, a little bit. Not nearly so not nearly so storybook, but it is kind of in that same milieu, and you have this. Cyber, you know, Blade Runner in the background, and it's just—it's it's cute. It's discontinuous, and they never explain it. Like this is this feeling of weird disconnectedness only continues as we go out through the film. So we follow Sam Treadwell in and his wife Cherry, his wonderful, yeah. beautiful wife Cherry, who gives him a burger, and they make weird, small, God, stilted that, stall talk. That
1: dinner looks so unappealing. Hey,
0: well, what is every? What do? What do Vaseline and typewriters and? I don't know, rubber bands have in common. She gets this weird, yeah. weird little factoid. They were all invented by Americans. Yeah, and then he asked her, and this is just to set up the fact that she's like, they, did, they didn't advertise this fact that she's a robot. Like, yeah. This is where they reveal it to but her. I
1: like. I kind of like that twist because you're like, why the fuck is this dialogue so weird? This is incredibly
0: stilted yeah. dialogue, and it's only mostly on purpose because... <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, they're not
1: terrific actors. No, yeah, it wasn't...
0: Yeah, uh, you when you're work yeah, it was it was a weird They did their best. There was no chemistry between them, especially when the robot freaks out on the conversation protocols crash and she moves immediately into sex haver mode.
1: Yeah. And, and they, they try to have sex while this washing machine She's is clearly like already breaking
0: down because her, her communication protocols are busted. Yeah. The, the dishwashing subroutines crash in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they start to, they, and they go, Sam just fucking down for anything starts to get nuts. You know, he's he's going to go fucking crazy with cherry
1: on the floor with the
0: fucking water just spurting and so- soapy everywhere.
1: And like all dystopian futures, uh, robots don't work when any amount of water touches them.
0: Abs- and tell me how, what kind of robot, what kind of sex robot, crashes at when it gets a half inch, a half inch inside soap water. Not just, even just water. Bubbles, just bubbly. Like
1: <laughs> Not a, full water. A
0: person can drown in one inch of water. That's legitimate, right? But like, this is a half inch on the back of soap water on the back of her head, and then she's crushed. Her insides are completely rusted out. Yeah, I don't
1: think they even touched her interiors.
0: Apparently not. No, he left a slit open in the back, because he, like, I don't know, grabbed her from her fucking
1: robot spinal column?
0: That's where you plug her in at night? So It
1: was an interesting twist, though, and um, we find out that that, uh, he... He dies or uh, she dies. She dies. The, she cannot get him. Uh, he cannot get her fixed.
0: But he takes her to the repair thing and he's like, he's, "Nope, sorry, yeah. bud, it's
1: all fucked up." Now he does. He does retain her memory chip, which is a hilarious, like tiny, tiny CD-ROM, <laughs> which uh, is when I changed my my year from eighty-two to eighty-six. Yeah, because I was like, tiny CD-ROMs probably like In the internal a calendar. Later. Yeah, this is like and, and um. <laughs> It, it's really weird because uh, let's see what I wrote here. I remember that whole scene just being creepy. The guy's like, "Yeah, can't get those sex bots anymore." Well, and, okay, and, who else is gonna yeah.
0: who else is going to advertise their business as sex robot
1: repairman? Well, okay, but he, the biggest creep in town. Okay, yeah, he's perfect then. And and we kind of have this funny kind of um, convenient plot device that because it's the apocalypse, they don't make these anymore. So he's got to go to zone seven to get a chassis to get like a body. And then if he puts the memory chip in there, hey, I got my Cherry two thousand Fuckbot back. And so the whole movie is about oh will Sam Treadwell get his Fuckbot uh, uh, back? Will Sam Treadwell from Anaheim. A- Anaheim get his
0: fuckbot back. We're reminded of this at least four times. <laughs> at least four Less than eight times. I forget precisely, but it's entirely too many. If there's one thing, there's one goddamn thing.
1: This film <laughs> wants you to remember. It's <laughs> Sam Treadwell is from Anaheim. Do you think they were trying to, to like, manufacture a catchphrase out of that? <laughs> like, they thought that people would be like, Oh, Sam Treadwell from Anaheim. Like yeah, they no, think they it was were. a cool thing to say. Yeah, they were it? planning for Cherry 2001. It was... It was very forced as a catchphrase. It's not even a catchphrase. It's just let's remind everybody who the lead character is again and
0: where and where he's from. Just the essentials. So he, yeah. we go through the sex bot. We go through the sex bot repair man, and he tries to convince him of like, oh look, look at my gallery of creepy shit. And he's like, this one's domestic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing below the belt though. If you stick your penis inside of it, it gears will grind it up and destroy you. And then he's like. No, but I love her. What about this one here? He's like, no, that's a cherry. So he's like, okay, go see E. Johnson. Her name's Johnson, right? I wrote that down. Yeah, Johnson. Go see Tracker. Yeah, Johnson, you have to go to Zone 7. There's trackers. And this is where this film starts turning (laughs) because you think it's like this weird dystopian like cyberpunk angle where it's like, okay, everything's in the city. It's like CD goes to a bar. Because he works, like we've seen Sam, he goes to the bar. We we'll get the well. He he's at work. We see him after work. Where oh, he's that's b- right. He works at the recycling. Place. Where it's a, yeah. but it's a recycling megapolis. Yeah, and there's like just lines of sad, depressed people with junk, and a and,
1: really adorable shot of a ro- of a robot thing pushing pushing a basket. A car. Yeah. Why? Why they didn't just make the
0: basket sentient and not the robot pushing the basket? I don't understand. You, like, yeah. I feel like you could cut out the middleman at that point. But you think it's going to do this cyberpunk dystopian thing where yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. Zone Seven is I don't know. Like that's I and mean, there's even like a hollow sex thing where it's a, like here, exactly. Look
1: here's a here's a, a, a holograph on a sphere of somebody I fucked. In that neat, and so we get all these weird touches. That's something that like a gal. Presents so him his with. yeah. They, where's they go, where's your fuck video hologram? And he's I don't like, have one. He's like,
0: oh, my <laughs> card's broken. I don't have one. I love my sex butt. Oh. We keep getting
1: these hints of definitely a a, a, a cyberpunk futuristic thing that, that takes a complete left turn. But so yeah, it's it's because you see yeah. you see.
0: You see like the middle class residential housing, and you see like yeah. the megalosusees that the corporations work in, and then it's the glue glue club and it's like this super like cyberpunk thing where all the women are like dressed like adobe uh, adobe illustrator swatches <laughs> like like yeah. your your makeup is out of a fucking pattern book or something it's dumb, and like so, you do this whole yeah. thing there and and again this this, this they didn 't know this at the time, but this film hits you so complete with the cyberpunk feel because they have goddamn Morpheus in it. And I'm not kidding. It's literally Lawrence Larry Fisch- Fishburne. Larry, you little, young, he's credited. this fucking young whippersnapper, Larry Fishburne. Is a lawyer because you know women
1: are negotiating for sex with an attorney. I actually was like, like, oh, it's little. Look, it's little Morpheus. He even had like uh shades, kind of like Morpheus. It was again. And, and it, it actually, was, it absolutely it was is Morpheus. Literally, it was one hundred percent Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. So this is setting it up to be a cyberpunk film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like exciting, kind of. And then you go to a tracker.
0: You 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 leave. You so you leave. Sam uh, Sam Treadwell. Um, he goes out, and he, he uh, decides to... We've got to go to Tracker. We've got to go to uh, Section 7. We've got to go to yeah. District 9. <laughs> We've got to do we gotta go to Zone se- It was Zone 7, right? Yeah. Yeah, Zone 7. He gets to the Tracker, uh, Johnson, E. Johnson, and it turns out... It's Melanie Griffith. It's, it's a girl it's a lady. It's a spunky lady. And he's like, no, I don't want anything like that. I don't want another a girl. A nah. girl
1: to help me. Nah, Get out of here. Nah.
0: And she so, looks, and again, she looks very much like, uh, I forget her name, whatever the weird replicant in Blade Runner was. Yeah, with the, the same, punky The punky, with the, gal, the punky yeah. with the same Bob haircut. And again, yeah. the red's just like fucking uh, Fifth Element or like Run, Lola, Run. So like my whole brain is like priming me to be this one
1: kind of film. It is weird, and, and, and then the left turn but it happens in a weird way. Like It happens halfway, because he's like, fuck you, you're a lady, I'm not going to let you help me. Okay, and he so goes he's driven,
0: this, he's drove to the outskirts of town. Yeah. Actually, he's, he's, left, he's left Anaheim, and he's somewhere in greater, I don't know, greater yeah. rural... He starts getting into the Republican area of California, it's like right?
1: Very, it, yeah, tur- and turns into a very Western theme, and so yeah. when, when he decides, I'm going to try to find someone else to help me... It, it it it's still kind of blade runnery because there's some jackass at the bar in a transparent jacket but like there's also a bunch of cowboys and then it just gets less and less cyberpunky because uh you know he gets fucked over and, and eventually realizes okay I better let you know melanie griffith help me uh, e johnson and and it just we kind of just completely leave the cyberpunk look for the rest of the entire film well,
0: yeah, it's you. Eventually, do leave it, but not before that they literally run into Brian James, who again is the the guy. Well, he was in Blade Runner also. He right? was the yeah. ma- he was the first replicant. He's like the, the what you think of when you think of replicants in yeah, like Blade yeah. Runner. He's the first one that doesn't know you don't eat your cat, right? Yeah. Like this is this is setting it up to be one thing, and then suddenly it's like a weird cyberpunk cowboys thing, and then it's like. Okay, all right, so you get that, and they've set that up for you to go. Um, and then he goes and gets into, I think when we introduce... Uh, Wait,
1: he plays Six-Fingered St- Jake, no, right? no, 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 no. He plays Stacy,
0: the guys who bum him at the bar, because he goes to the bar to find Six-Fingered Jake, oh, who is no, the, the, the better the tracker. screws him over. Yeah, yeah, he goes to. He's like thinking, uh, "I'm going to take you I, to him." I don't need Johnson. Uh, yeah. She mentioned Six Finger Jake, and I'm going to go find Six Finger Jake because he—he's not a girl, and he's going to get my sex bot. But
1: it turns out that they just want to rob him. Yeah, he gets uh, he gets bamboozled by the locals, so he realizes, okay, I do need to go with uh, with E Johnson, and she's got a big red car with a big, big wheels, a big red Ford Mustang <laughs> with a big big wheels. So.
0: We've gone from cyberpunk. We've gone from a cyberpunk city inside of Anaheim. Uh and then we've gone into this weird like country outlaw kind Mad of Max, yeah, you're not even of. like you're not the, even at the Mad Max party. The yet, Mad really. Max starts creeping in. But yeah. it's like it's the it's this weird like old west but with like 80s technology creeping in there. And then and then oh you know, it's E. James and oh we're gonna get him my charger and then we run out of town and then they drive they drive out of Anaheim drive into the unsol- like the unincorporated zone where <laughs> the rule the end of the rule of law they go past Glory Hole go to the end of the rule of law <laughs> and I wrote that's I, what-
1: I wrote down here big deal car fast and if you recall they the, the, okay this is the first sign of many underwhelming action sequences. It's not the first shootout or anything, but it's like E Johnson revs up her stupid red car and has all. It's like she's inside a. It's an an extremely. Yeah, it's an extremely slow pan across the dashboard. She just flips switches,
0: button, pushes knob. And, and then, then she real... grabs the, the knob, and it's the emergency brake. It's clearly the <laughs> emergency brake. But she grabs what is clearly an e-brake and then, like, pulls it back, and it starts revving, and it's like,
1: and I'm like, this is not how cars work. And and, and then and so I, what I'm expecting, because of how much this is ramping up the action is that we're going to see the car uh, probably like is sped up footage and like maybe they either superimpose or actually have kind of an exhaust like flame thing. Yeah. But instead it's just a regular shot of the car driving by and I'm like, well, you revved all this up like it was going to go super fast and fire out the back and it's, and it just kind of lazily goes by at a, at a smooth 50 miles an hour. Yeah, you know, it's, like it's, it's really, like really not... It's really chill. So Sam
0: Sam Treadwell from Anaheim has hooked up with, with E. Johnson, a tracker who is just somebody who runs out and who's a Mad Maxer, basically. Who because, risks her life who, for not a lot of money. Which, yeah, $500 to go into the deadly Zone 7 and get shot at a whole bunch and, like... Listen, I understand. It's I understand. It's a post-apocalypse recession. I get it. In the eighties, like Jesus, like
1: we were, everyone was having a hard time. But five hundred bucks doesn't seem like a lot. Maybe five hundred dollars is like several months' pay at the uh, Recyclatorium or whatever. You know, so maybe it's a lot of money. <laughs>
0: the Recyclatorium. Yeah.
1: So we've gone through. He's hired his tracker. He's going to go
0: to section seven. He's going to. Get his fucking cherry. He's gonna go find a new cherry to
1: pop. But we and need he, the first of several distractions to make sure the movie uh, gets to the two-hour mark. And it's <laughs> we have to, we have several bouts of
0: filler we have to contend yeah. with. It gets so weird because um, the safari dads. Well, we get to the safari dads because you're I'm jumping cause you, ahead. You're jumping ahead a little bit because it's like it doesn't. There's there's a point I'm gonna make about the world building that we get when we get to the safari dads, but we go to the point where shes oh everything's still relatively normal like yeah it's a weird out out wild west kind of world outside of anaheim proper but like you know whatever it's still almost kind of coherent like there's there is kind of i'm starting to see kind of what world they're trying to build it's like clearly like a um not a cyberpunk in the fact that the technology all kicked in but it's certainly that like corporate wasteland sort of Gross, any in, in, you know uh, yeah, income inequality yeah. sort of thing, right? And,
1: and kind of the implication of large swaths of people living on the outskirts. And it's, yeah. yeah, and
0: it's that cyberpunk level of like gun violence without necessarily the high technology. Yeah, yeah. But then, and then he hops in as a tracker with the tracker E Johnson, Melanie Griffith. Yeah, and then they go run the fucking barricade to run out into Mad Maxland. And it's and it then this movie's just the oh that was the
1: first yeah that was the first action scene where uh, the first action
0: scene is where he did that lame yeah that terrible is that throw what you're
1: talking about
0: no, the the basically that was the first gun action scene we we've, we've had one underwhelming fight scene where he gets briefly bamboozled and runs away yeah, from the yeah. bad guys in the bar. But this action scene sets up an important precedent where there's fact there is no squibs. Nobody's going to die in anything sensational. And you will see gun noises and slight sparks. That's what you're getting for action scenes. Barely additional.
1: even any blood. Barely
0: any blood. So there's none. They're running this barricade where all the crazies live on the edge of, on the edge of society before it becomes the wasteland. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they run through yeah. completely fine. Nothing fucking happens. Super boring. Why do we care? I don't care about these people. I don't care about this quest. They don't care about each other, and he doesn't look like he even really cares that much about his fucking. Nobody in
1: the movie cares about anything. Because he, everyone, you said that everyone seemed like they were half asleep.
0: Every he, it's it's they're half asleep, and like every so often, Sam Treadwell from Anaheim is like. Oh, I'm gonna listen to my little tape recorder with my little robot, and like sometimes it's playing the recording of the 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 of the the night they had the, the start so of the film. So
1: juvenile and gross. And
0: sometimes they're playing sex stuff, or at least what could be juvenile sex things. Like it's.
1: But I feel like the movie's trying to make you like feel sad. Like, oh, he misses his fuck bot. He likes to sit around listening to audio recording recordings of him fucking her. Aww like i feel like they the never... movie's trying to make me feel bad okay. feel sympathy like like relate to his character to
0: be fair it's not like fucking it's like foreplay it's still that part where it could be cute like
1: there's just still something it's not gross because of the content though it's gross because because like it just every time he reminisces it makes me feel gross because he's reminiscing about a fuck bot and i'm just like i <laughs> you well,
0: know well, okay. Instead of a human. Okay. And this is where, again... And that's it, what's gross to well, me. Well, here's the thing. But this here's where it starts backing back up into Blade Runner. Because yeah. if it's the whole thing in Blade Runner, like 2049, where it's like, oh, I love this AI. Like, this is the kind of the companionship well, yeah, I can afford. Yeah, it's if much they were more setting ele- up, elegant in that, If they, they were movies. setting up this thing where it's like, no, this robot's actually a person, and they try to do, like, her... Or something with it. Like, okay, yeah. That we're, would work. You know, that would make it's, sense. There's at
1: least an established like the way you distinguish between human and, and well in, in Blade Runner, they're not actually robots, they're replicants, they're genetically Which has always completely bugged me because it feels like it should be robots. Yeah. Like I don't In in either case, they're very close. And I think that yes. because Cherry two thousand is so explicitly a robot, it, it, it cheapens any sentiment you might have for this guy's uh Yeah wanting this fucking It's bot, like this you know?
0: doesn't I don't, they, they don't seem and
1: his, his, sorry, and his motivation is the fact that she can't, she's, I can't fuck her anymore, (laughs) like, that's kind of his whole, I don't know how else we're supposed to read it, because they don't,
0: they don't share any moments of tenderness, they don't share, like, real, like, you, you don't, they don't have the time, it's three scenes before she dies, so, like, there's no moments of, like, emotional tenderness to them. And they were about to bone, so you could only draw the conclusion that he wants to bone it. And the only other time we see other bots, they're specifically talking about boning it. So all you can do is, like, this creep, this pervert just wants to get another sex bot. The characters but, in the movie eventually just come out and say that. Yeah, but which I ex- like. I you like, ex- But you expect that they're, gonna, they're trying to build up this theme of, like, no, actually, it's a real person. And, like, you know, you, you figure that's what they're, they're laying the groundwork
1: for that. And, but it never really. No, happens. absolutely, it yeah, fucking disappoints like, us. Like we we don't really end up like having that sense of of sentiment. And no, uh, yeah.
0: But that that that's the fucking drive through the movie. Like a pair, it there is so much about this movie that's completely unearned. And this thing <laughs> yeah. here, this this whole thing, it's like we're gonna do these life daring journey where we run to Zone Seven and run out into the wasteland and meet the fucking vacationing khaki dads.
1: Yes, I was, thank you. I, I wanted to say I love the. Uh, it's it's a I guess kind of a commune of yeah. violent psychopathic so, people. Yeah, led, we need led to by, set it up. Yeah, led by uh, Flash Gordon. No, uh, he kind of looks like uh, the guy who played Flash Gordon a little bit. Uh, they're out in the wasteland, and there's a guy like, named yeah. Lester who's like a handsome blonde guy that that uh, I guess just keeps everybody confined to this weird commune. But then they like. You know, we'll go out and fuck anybody up who messes with them. Well,
0: so we we're introduced to them, and this is where again, this I don't know what this film. I don't think this film knows what it wants to be at this point, and I don't know what to make of it because we're going out and it's like they're having this buddy. They're kind of getting this very tired, very sleepy buddy rapport between you know uh, between David Andrews and Melanie Griffith as our two leads here. Sam and E Johnson. Yeah, yeah, and this this whole. This whole deal, and then they stop, and then um, she has to go take a nap, and she's like, don't wander around, and so he wanders around and then sees literally what looks like an army of dads. Like, it's just a bunch of dudes in chinos and fucking bucket
1: beach hats. And lots with, like, of suntan lotion on their noses. S- suntan
0: lotions murder a guy. They push a man in a car off a cliff, and they're, like, shooting their Uzis around it's like a bunch of goddamn fucking... Uh, d- dad's gone insane on vacation in Somalia. Like, it's
1: insane. And somebody and was, somebody throws a tire at Sam and he falls and she, it's the yeah. funniest thing in yeah. the entire movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, J, oh God, Johnson. E.
1: Johnson fucks with him and it's like, I told you not oh, to it was. Oh, was she did it? Yeah, she, she kicks oh, yeah, the tire yeah, yeah, at him yeah. to tell him, I told you not to run away. I don't know why, but it was so fucking funny because it kind of came out of nowhere. Well, and we know he's not going to die but they fake you out like he is. Yeah, because you, and, you and think he so falls stupid. off the cliff, but it's just a small drop. And this
0: this whole scene it's another whiplash in tone because it's clearly supposed to be a humorous in a weird way, but they don't like, they, they have not prefaced this at all. Like this is another, yeah. this is another step. Like,
1: And there's no, there's no musical tone or any kind of thing. To you're kinda expecting like, a serious yeah. Mad Max film,
0: right? But as we come to find out, um, the, the, the fucking, these Chino bandits are a Lester's gang. Like you said, He's, this is weird. Like, running this, you know, weird resort town, <laughs> this fucking, it's <laughs> a Sky Ra- Ranch. it's a Sky Ranch, yeah. it's a resort town, uh, raider gang, um, and they have to cross the river, so they run into Lester's guys and gets picked up with a magnet on
1: a crane and the whole thing. And they yes, run into a drainage tunnel for a dam, and it's all fucking stupid. But it's like, it's, it's supposed to be exciting. And this is where I really, because I, I, I remember you had already given up on the action. And I was thinking, maybe that first action sequence was weird, but now this this car has there's, been picked up yeah. by a magnet. There's, there's, yes, this, exactly. there's a lot of bigger stakes here. Yes, and there's also rocket launchers.
0: There's exactly. Let's set the scene for you. Yeah. So they have to go up to the dam and they have to cross the river and and again in her half of tone, she's to like get caught yeah. as, in order to cross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cuz he's like we got to go into the tunnel and they do, they don't explain this. Nothing of this is explained. So we're explaining it now. The plan is we're going to get caught, use the magnet on the on the crane to lower us in the tunnel and then we'll crawl out from there which has its own problems, but again, yeah. you're in a fucking dot, you're in a Magnum, or Magnum, you're in a fucking Mustang, uh, a bunch of men, dads, and chinos are shooting machine guns and rocket launchers on you, Try, and you're suspended get, by a yeah. giant magnet, and you're shooting rocket launchers and, like, Uzis at them. This should be a fucking pulse-bounding scene. It's boring. It is so goddamn boring, because the whole bit where she's like, I gotta crawl on top of the car, and let the car to the crane, so when they turn off the electromagnet, we'll still be attached. You're just and, like, waiting this whole for the
1: scene to end.
0: And it's just, it's the laziest. Like, they had the one they had the one crane that was holding the car, and then the one crane for the camera. And it's like, nah, it's okay. It's you, just get the shot. It's the most... Everyone is on downers in this movie. You
1: know what else they had besides not squibs? Well... Uh, I guess you know what else they did not have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, An editor. They, There's no they, cuts they in this. They had no pyrotechnics to speak of, because... All these things are... Ha- well, there, there were a few, but there's very few actual explosions or fire. Or there's anything no... Like that. It's not fire pyrotechnics, yeah, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, it's entirely like, just... Pfft. It's just... It, it, but it's so underwhelming. And also the music in those action sequences is not really action-y. It's just kind of works. And everything just makes... It just feels very slow. And also, the, even the sounds of the guns and the explosions... All right. It's like barely there. Oh, yeah. No, really no, Really no, like low in the mix.
0: Yeah. You, they're, they're might terribly recorded in the other room, and they,
1: they're not even in the mix. I, I, th- I think I think maybe the sound guy was just being too conservative about about the levels, and it was like, whoa, dudes, we're almost at like minus 18 decibels here. I don't think we want to pump up the no. explosions oh, anymore. Easy, <laughs> easy buddy.
0: <laughs> we're going to blow them. We, we don't want to fucking give them. We don't want to give them any excitement
1: in this movie now. That'd be <laughs> we terrible. We don't want people to be surprised. Surprised by anything that happens? Oh my god! But, but very underwhelming action sequences. So they go into the tunnel. Also, don't make a lot of sense. No, it,
0: it really doesn't. Like, the, and then they go yeah. in this tunnel, and nothing's explained. And then they they run, and they slide down, and they should have died when they hit the water. But they're but going in no, the it's drainage actually a hideout. tunnel. Hideout. Yeah, it's the hideout for uh, his Six Finger. What's this? Six Finger Jake and his Jake. many
1: toasters, which all work, by the way. Hey, they're because they're all new in box. He gives us a rundown of those toasters, like he like we're about to watch like a commercial. So it's they find a, yeah they, they've he set up six they've
0: set up six finger Jake as an amazing tracker beforehand right and so we find him here and he's an old dude that lives inside the drainage tunnel of the of the fucking Hoover Dam or whatever the that fuck Lester's is
1: men apparently operate on yeah but not in apparently there's some kind <laughs> not of in. yeah we don't go inside
0: the <laughs> dam that's that's six finger Jake's thing he's got the toasters gotta watch out but like literally and. Okay, I will talk about this here in a second because we talk about the fun world building because they have this is a man, a tracker who is like a bounty hunter, drive you through the wasteland whatever, and he has literally hundreds of electric toasters, um <laughs> electric ovens like in boxes that he's made his fort out of the walls and quali- you know his 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 fortifications. It's a fun world building element and with this this, and then, like, as we meet Lester's guys here in a moment, um, it gets extremely cartoony in a way, because we do this and blah, 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 and they have the scene. And in this scene with, with Six Fingers Jake, they start trying to set up the rom- romantic tension between Sam Treadwell
1: and... Oh, and Jake, Jake, I wrote down this line that Jake said, um Jake is it's i guess it's supposed to be a poetic moment between Jake and Sam because Sam's like oh, I my yeah, this is the this is the part where they start injecting some ethos and in this he says there's a lot more to love than hot wiring okay which is which is a solid pun man i, I kind of like that one i line. give
0: that as that's an 8 out of 10 pun
1: yeah uh i like that 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 environment and i kind of wish that they had used it more because we don't return to it but uh, it was a neat little set piece.
0: So they they have this again. They have this thing where it's like, oh, we're setting up the romantic tension, and they shoot each other flirty eyes when she's again topless, but with a blanket up to her neck. And it's like, right. it,
1: damn it, yeah, we almost saw, uh, I guess, side top boob or whatever. We did and see shadow boob. We did see yeah. Melanie oh, Griffith's yeah. shadow. I like boob. The shadow because it was sh- all stretched out and make the boob look. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's Completely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, oh man, that fucking forced perspective, boy. How'd he get some weird, like.
1: And I could tell they were nice. Some Yeah, this. Some, some,
0: boy, the, I love a girl with isosceles D cups. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, so they, they do this whole thing where they're setting up this romantic tension. And again, Six Finger Jinx starts waxing philosophical to him. But it's in the completely opposite way you think it should be going, which is, of course. There's more to love than sex bots, which is yeah. Uh, yeah. okay. All right, you're already foreshadowing what the ends are going to be here, right? But they go through the other side. They're going to continue on. And Sam Sam Treadwell from Anaheim gets captured
1: by Lester's men. That part was like, I, it, again, like everything else in and the movie. You sort of have to, like, I like when a movie forces you to figure things out because then you feel smart. Because you're like, well, but, but then when a movie for, makes you do it because it's not well written, yeah,
0: there's a difference between <laughs> trusting your audience and refusing to explain anything to your audience. It's like, because fuck you, figure it out. This film could, takes another left turn. So you go from cyberpunk, we go to old west, we go to yeah. Mad Max, but it, this it goes into completely Stepford goofy wives,
1: time. hippie commune, which
0: again is this this funny, like we're not supposed to take it serious, goofy apocalypse that like also has a precedent in it because it's very when you get into the when you get into the stepford wives village where they're also raiders and murderous and doing these terrible over-the-top villain things it's very fallout it's extremely fallout okay i can see that because they always have this thing where like in a lot of post-apocalyptic media it's like oh here's here's it's 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 a a, uh, you're taking the um, the theme park tour of like what the authors authors take extreme worldviews to. It's like, oh, these are the guys that turn into like barbarians, and then there's the guys that are like feudal Japan for no reason, and like yeah, there's the Romans yeah. made again, and then like you there's this sort of thing. So doing like having these weird little bubbles of old cultures coming back and play off of each other is funny in like a very goofy, campy sort of way. But it's again. It, this film started as a cyberpunk romance. Allow me to remind you.
1: Yeah, it it just keeps taking these strange turns, and I kind of like Lester and the gang because with with the whole i, I the the, no, the note I wrote the words I wrote down was "Dads on Safari," which kind of sounds like a Talking Heads album <laughs> or something. <laughs> it, and. I just really like the Hawaiian <laughs> shirts and the hats. And the I think some people had like turbans and like lots and lots of suntan lotion on the eyes and the lips. And it's just really, really silly. And... We kind of it almost seems like it's a different movie for about 20 minutes where Sam is stuck with them. And it
0: almost starts like a dream sequence because he's like,
1: oh, he's meeting an old girlfriend and everyone acts like there's in a weird cult. It really did feel like that. And when he escapes, it's almost like, all right, we're done with that plot arc because uh, he just tries to escape like the first night. And he succeeds because E. Johnson also has been tracking him and rescues him. And it felt like the movie just couldn't wait to get rid of that part and move on to the next. Scene. They were
0: they were legally obligated to include it to set up the bad guy for Act Three. Yeah, but just did and, not want to invest any time into like really building that relationship between them two because it's potentially they he's sinister, but they play it kind of comedically, so it works where yeah. he, like, makes the guy wear the paper bag on his head with the bullseye.
1: And oh, then, like, that, yeah, there, there's a guy that he ends up deciding is, is a traitor mm-hmm. or, or just can't... Uh, no, he's also he a hate, tracker. He hates trackers. He hates kills trackers. trackers. Yeah.
0: Why? I don't know. We never... You know, yeah. This, this film does explain so they it. put a
1: bag on his head with a target painted on it, and then they just shoot him with a fucking arrow, and, like... It manages to actually convey violence fairly well without well, it's being It's one of those bloody one of those
0: brilliant eighties horror movie cutaways where you see it about to hit the guy. Like the guy's about to put the axe in his head and then there's yeah. a cutaway to the axe going into the prosthetic head. For like
1: half a second. Yeah.
0: And then the cutaway and the man screaming with the and it's it's one of those great like low
1: budget effects, brilliant things. But just like everything else in this movie you, you're kind of getting used to what they're showing you, and you're like, okay, this. Oh, we're done with that. Then All we're right. done, <laughs> exactly. Like the <laughs> next scene,
0: yeah, because yeah. the, the the next scene is the only scene. Sorry, before we could, we cut away on the accent, it's one of the two only two active things Sam Treadwell from Anaheim does in this film. Right, like, it's right. the only one of the only one of the two times he has any sort of like action.
1: Any, any impact on the plot because
0: they're like oh he put his like he's been carrying the tiny mini disc of his sex bot's personality in a tape recorder and he put right. it in the other donkey because they were riding donkeys to get there Someone, and then, yeah. then six fingered Jackson or whatever was like whatever six fingered Jake was like Fred. four fingered yeah. <laughs> Fred Freddy got fingered was like so <laughs> <sucked. laughs> oh, sorry man uh, we lost it on the other donkey and so he's like, oh no, my girlfriend, my sex butt girlfriend, I can't make her again. I'm going to get mad and
1: burn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to
0: burn Sky Ranch down. So he does. But he and only th-
1: burns some of it down. He really only burns the beehives. It's kind of
0: half-assed. It's very half-assed. He kind of burns some of the cars and then like leaves the gas tank with the I bees. I mean, Lester
1: got stung.
0: Lester got stung by fire bees, which again, <laughs> why are there beekeepers in the middle of the, the desert? So I, we're, we're rolling into the third act here. In case you can't tell, stuff's really heating up. He's pissed off. This, this movie manages to check off all the boxes in, like, the worst ways. Because yeah. this is like, he's officially pissed off the antagonists, you know, and then they're leading towards the thing, and the stakes are getting raised. So they're going to Zone 7. They're going
1: to Zone 7. S- but Sam, for some reason, while he's driving, he sucks at driving and just runs right into a wall. And he's not paying attention because yeah. he's getting entranced by Edith Johnson.
0: E. Johnson here or yeah, next yeah, to him. Yeah. And then and he just drives his fucking car into a wall for no goddamn reason.
1: And, and, and with absolutely no prior chemistry to set this up, they kind of start just making out. Well, it, it's really weird. Like Sam, I wrote down Sam doesn't, Sam sucks. Sam didn't get permission because he just kind of starts touching her on the shoulders and boob, and is like, "I guess we're making out now." Okay, he's so they have and lied. He clearly, the, didn't get consent for they that. They lied to Sam and said they lost the girl's personality.
0: Yeah, and of course, 6 Feeder Jake had it. The record he saved it out of the burrow, and he gave it to uh, E Jackson, E Johnson, E Johnson, yeah, E Johnson. E Johnson has it. Melly Griffith has. This man's sex robot girlfriend personality in the tape recorder in her back pocket. Now uh, they crash the car and she is concussed and he is looking for a hookup because he's sad because his girlfriend just died again. So they start making out and again he did not get permission. And let me remind you, like just for the record, there is <laughs> there is not going to be there is no film before oh god 2015 that's going to have anything
1: resembling like proper. Permission, right? Cause we get just, we get implicit consent here. That's it's as extremely good as it gets.
0: implicit consent and because she's a girl and also
1: concussed. She didn't say no. And, and, and guess who? Guess who ruins. The only straight up boob shot we were about to see, we were almost e about to see. It's Lester Cause she, and his boys, because because she well no because because like it's because. uh oh, Lester, that's right. Lester and his boys do show up. They were about to but get into it. There is enough time to see boob, and then
0: she rolls onto the tape player.
1: Yeah, and he goes, "Oh my fuck, Now I'm remembering that I don't want to touch your boobs anymore." Oh, I'm no, like, I'm God mad at you, damn it, Sam! I'm not mad because I was going to touch boobs, but that's cheating yeah. on my robot. I mean, they were uh, just—we are almost there. Uh, so, so well, in another underwhelming action sequence that seems like it—they're it, like, all like, underwhelming. Yeah, and and uh, I wrote down things just sort of happen, and those kind of movies—that's really bad when you kind of start having that feeling like eh, that sort of just happened. Uh, Lester's boys. Uh, some of them try to attack them and they just sort of blow them up and, like, oh, I guess, you know, like we, we took care of you. So, yeah,
0: the, the, the our two care, our two main characters have like the requisite plot armor, of course, but yeah. they, uh, manage to shoot Lester's boys and then, like, so one of them throws a grenade, but Sam heroically, like, leaps to the defense and, like, grabs the grenade and does the throw it back. Action movie move, and And like the
1: only one of the only two things he's done proactive this entire film. What's that scene's supposed to be? The scene where we think that our our heroes are gonna really eat it this time, but no, they don't. They they do they get out of this uh, sticky mess, but. It just has that underwhelming kind of feel to it, and you're just like, oh, that's sort of, all right, well, that happened.
0: Well, what you know um, they're back at each other's throats and just bickering and fighting because he's mad at her and she's mad at him because she's falling for him for yeah. no goddamn reason. Why, why
1: didn't you lie to me? I was about to touch boob. It's so dumb. Like,
0: she's the professional. You don't fall in with your clients like that. And he's like, oh, I don't know how to
1: feel. Do I want a real boob or a, a robo boob? So they make it to not not to zone seven, but they make it to, to the gas station. They get to a gas station where some of Lester's boys are trying to uh, pull a fast one on them and they get away again.
0: Yeah. the uh, Six finger Jake gets murdered because it's not it's locals who are like are, who Lester has under his thumb. So they yeah. think they've got they think they've got a safe haven, but
1: someone like backstabs him at the last minute and shoots Six Finger Jake in the head. They try to trick everybody by uh, giving them macaroni and cheese. Yes. But that doesn't work on Sam. With a bullet. Because he's only hungry for cherry.
0: Because he's only... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he wants some cherry pie, if yeah. you know what I mean. But what happens here, the impo- the only important thing here, the only prop relevant thing that happens here, besides this character that no one cared about dying, is that they get a plane. <laughs> they get a plane, they're going to fly into Zone 7. Why this was never explained or set up before,
1: why there's a plane. Oh, I wanted to mention that, you know how we know that E. Johnson's a really good plane mechanic? Oh, How? Tell me. Because uh, she gets a smear of grease on her face, and also she turns a wrench once. It is a single smear of grease that is clearly someone had on their thumb and just (laughs) wiped
0: from ear to below the eye like someone fucked up applying something in a football game. Yeah, yeah. And she turns the wrench, and then they hop in the plane, and then they fly, and then they shoot. Uh, Lester comes by, and he's not happy with these locals, so he shoots one of them because he wanted them alive. And then they all ride into Zone 7 to figure this thing out. And so... Another thing I wrote down. Yeah.
1: Star Wars wipes.
0: Oh, lots of wipes. Lots of fucking... That was that time of the year. A lot of dumb it was transition that. wipes. Oh, God. It was terrible. So we're almost here. We're almost here. So we're in Zone 7. Finally. Finally. We've, finally. The journey is nearing its end. We've lost one of our own. Six-Finger Jake, the tracker we thought was dead the whole time, but turns out he wasn't. And has now actually died. Oh, no. And so we break into is this supposed to be Vegas? It it, it looks like they've got uh, signs for like girls, electric signs for like casinos or like cat houses or something. But I don't know. It's like clearly in the California. I know it looks like it could be Nevada at this point. It it looks like it's supposed to be Vegas. But they jump into it's buried in sand. Like the whole strip is under sand. And then they break into what's a sex bot warehouse that no one had broken into before? I don't know how people knew where to go, but clearly no one had been inside this building before. That did not make sense to me. Like, wouldn't yeah, it have for, been, like, raided? It's,
1: it's apparently really hard to get to this place, but then, like, exactly. there's really nobody guarding it or no. anything. It's, 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 it's just sort of there.
0: We, it's It's so... They go through... They're going through the sex bot
1: warehouse, which is a morgue for, uh, for a mannequin. Old sex bots, I guess. You know, old sex Bots. It's basically. I kind of like the way it, the set piece for that. Well, I liked how it was simple, but it kind of worked. Almost, it was almost, almost
0: worked. cool because it's almost like cool. so. It's like okay, they're like Johnson's. Like get in there and find your fucking sex bot. And so he goes through and looks all the big body bags hanging and he's like no that mannequin's not it no that mannequin's not it no my sex bot was one that actually looked like an actress not like one of these clearly these mannequins we bought on this budget although yeah if uh, i if i told you if you had to guess what this budget was what would you actually guess because i have that number
1: oh um well it was mid 80s 1985 I'd probably probably like maybe uh eight million ten million okay Made uh, that for, that looks like about ten million bucks in mid eighties money grossed huh? about fourteen thousand dollars. Oh no! <laughs> oh, really? It's terrible. Oh, uh, that's so sad. So
0: he's going through the collection of fashion mannequins looking for the one real girl, and then he finds her, and then he puts her chip in, and then it's like hooray, he's back, and then they're kissing, and then J- Lester's boys get in there, and he's like, ah, oh, what were you doing, you horn dog? You fucked us up, so. They're running through the thing and get in. They're, they're running through the sex bot warehouse to escape. Get in another completely underwhelming
1: shootout. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't even remember the action scenes very well. Like I remember good chunks of this movie as we're talking about it, but then like when I remember the action sequences, mostly what what I recall is. Yeah, no t- di- tiny tiny sound effects, distant and- gunshots,
0: <laughs> muffled distant gunshots, and tiny sparks.
1: Yeah, yeah, tiny sparks. Yeah, it's just not very good. So and they
0: they gun they run and gun their way out with with um with cherry in tow and toe and cherry's a complete ditz. Which I I don't know if this was if they're. Making her act this way to
1: like they sell, s- sell the, 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 the new distance between him and his sex bot. It's very forced because they kind of build her up to be this badass loner who doesn't give a crap about anybody. Oh, no, else. not Cherry, not Johnson, not Edith. Edith is a. I was about the, the bot was
0: being. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry that Cherry yeah.
1: the bot was, was. Cherry the
0: bot was acting like a dits. Yeah, and I didn't they, know if that's how she was or not because you don't see it before. I don't know if they're just like it's more this comedy is, that it
1: sort of falls flat. Is this yeah? yeah is just, this his new
0: perspective on it, or again, it's more foreshadowing? I, I,
1: I think it's supposed to be like, oh, she's not really that interesting compared to this cool real human lady, and that's and that gives Sam the impetus to aban- completely abandon this. Well, spot. we're almost. Bot. We're
0: almost there. We're almost. Oh. There. Okay. We're escaping I'm the sorry. thing whenever they have to get back to the plane. Yeah, they're having a big shootout. And yes, then they go jump in there and he's got his bot in the back. And she's like, blah, blah. Stepford wives. And he's like, oh, I flew one of these in the war. We got to get out of here. And then she's like, a, a, a Jude, a, a, a Johnson. I'll never remember her fucking name. Mellie Griffith is yeah. like, oh, we'll never make it. I'm going to go hide and get, let you lovebirds get out of here. It's yeah, like, so she, and then she, she jumps uh, out.
1: She tries to, to take care of Lester and his, and his yes. boys. And this is where we have that scene where he like yeah. looks
0: back at the robot, and the robot's like, I love you. And he's like,
1: Ugh, I don't uh, love you anymore.
0: Yeah, I love my sex anymore. more. I love the girl. So he <laughs> flies the plane around heroically and like picks her back up, which, why did you ever jump out in the first place? We yeah. could have just both escaped if you had just stayed in the thing. And he leaves behind Cherry,
1: who just... Uh, he pushes out Cherry... Yeah.
0: He says, Jerry, get me a Pepsi, uh, and then grabs Melanie Griffith and flies off. So I guess that's an arc. (laughs) He saved the damsel in distress and then immediately just kicks her out at the end. But not before Lester, who had been shot up and bested by our heroic Sam Treadwell of Anaheim, um, puts on a grappling hook and is like hanging off the plane for two seconds. But then they fly him into the one of the Las Vegas signs, yeah. And then like he gets smashed up against a sex sign
1: lady somehow, and then dies somehow. And Cherry just decides to chill with Lester's uh, Lester's, Lester's weird fifties cult, yeah, um, which like
0: makes sense because he's like super domestic, I
1: guess. It's I don't it's, know. A, it's a cute little irony. Uh, then the movie just ends, and then they fly off into yeah. the sunset, and that's the credits.
0: Um, things sort of just happen in this, this movie. This movie just happened and nothing (laughs) felt substantial and it was very clear that this was like three concepts that just got glued together and I It feels like several movies. This is pretty it was several several short bad movies glued together into one disjointed worse movie.
1: I think they could have made I think with some editing and better uh, cutting it down to about a 90 minute runtime, and maybe spicing up the editing and sound design a bit, and and maybe a good music score, yeah. you could probably have an okay, you know, B-movie, post-apocalyptic thing, but like, it's too long, and... It just it goes too many it's places. It's so There's, dull at times. It's, it's so dull with
0: so much tonal, like so much stuff happens, whiplash. but it's boring. Yeah, it's. I've never. I've yeah. I've never had a film where so much happened and so little of it mattered. <laughs> it was to April, So it's it's a oh, It's a mess. So, in the spirit of our of our rating system, which. Mind you, this is a podcast about video games, video game movies, but in the spirit of our writing system, we use the ESRB ratings. For yeah, okay. Who is the audience for this film? Is this film E for everyone? T for... T- Sorry, I'm wrong. This film's from 1985. It was before the oh, 1998 yeah. code. So is this film K to A, kids <laughs> to adults? Is it T for teen,
1: yeah.
0: M for mature, or adults only? Who should see this film? Yep. How big is this
1: audience? The Inframature would be like kind of a small niche. It's a, right?
0: Yeah, the, it's a soft um, pan. It's for movies that are films too many flaws to ignore or overly narrow in there. It's,
1: I think it. I would probably say M for Mature because it ultimately kind of is a bad, good movie because it, it is entertaining enough because it kept surprising me and was sometimes so offbeat and unintentionally funny it It was boring, and yet I was entertained. i'm gonna go in as well, but i will i'm gonna say that it's actually
0: i say entertaining is pretty strong. it's like i'm I'm not entertained by what it's doing. I'm mildly perturbed every single time. it's like okay, so <laughs> well, this is I, what we're doing now,
1: huh I'm entertained by i guess like like it's interesting to me when films have so many missteps when there's so many like like kinda of like, oh, that could have worked, but it didn't. And yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of fascinated by how misguided it was, but also the fact that there really seemed to be a lot of earnest filmmaking. I think the filmmakers actually gave a shit. There were
0: some decent shots, and some of the production design mm-hmm. was alright,
1: and s- some of the cinematography was neat. The the um, locations and settings and costumes were okay. And again, it was a
0: daring. Yeah. It was a daring attempted mix of genres. Yeah. But they just put like one too. There's like one too many ingredients in there. I think to really make it work because it's kind of like four thematic beats in one, and it's yeah. weirdly,
1: it's well, it's a little too long as as a result, too long it's, and a little and, too too much, but. I just, I guess, like I, I really, uh, I have a soft spot for for filmmakers that really tried with the tiny, but uh, limited. I know ten million is not all that small, but for a mid eighties action movie, you can't really do a whole whole lot with that. And, and I'm just kind of, it's there's something weirdly cute and and kind of just makes me smile to see um, the attempt. Yeah, you know. Even though it didn't really work, the, the 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 love and the effort was there, and that's kind of weirdly amusing. You no,
0: know? it was. It was not. It was not the worst thing I've ever seen. But yeah, it's all. Yeah, it, it's, it's not going to see it anytime no, soon. No, I'm not. It was, it was a, no, don't. This is a. This is an oddity that uh, I don't really recommend unless you're just really interested.
1: I kind of. I, I think it kind of is a one-time view sort of a thing. Well, that's fair. So
0: what we call it rated M for. Uh, we'll Rated M, M for,
1: for uh, um, Sam Treadwell from Anaheim.
0: <laughs> Sam Treadwell from Anaheim. Yeah, I can't argue. We'll not
1: that. forget that.
0: Sam Treadwell from Anaheim, and um, um, God, man, just uninteresting sex bots.
1: Uh, I'd also rate it. Rated M for mature for not quite boob shot. Yeah, that's rated right, right in for, mature for no Unin- fucking boob shots. Interrupted um, boob, boob shots. Uh-huh. All
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's that. That was Cherry Two Thousand. I'm glad we saw it though. It was funny. Yeah. Was, you know, it was, it was entertaining. It was, yeah. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, that was certainly an experience that I will. I will soon forget. <laughs>
1: so um, that about sums it up.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, we, this, at this point is where more like bits and maybe viewer mail would go to as, as we get in there, but strictly this recording is going to be entirely just working on our movie review technique, so uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, episode zero, maybe you'll listen to this if you're donating to a Patreon or something later, but uh, I guess until next time, this is, this is pre-production for Frame Imperfect, uh, and I'm Zach. I'm Cody. Bye-bye, guys. Sign off.